Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, a.k.a. the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, for Tuesday, October 23rd, 2018. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I was going to make an eagle noise, Ray, but my nose is too stuffed. I'm Jared. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is Ian. There is an eagle noise every week, just in case oh, there is. you okay, didn't good. actually check. <laughs> I, I sometimes time it with yours. <laughs> the thing is, is when you say it, there's the pause, and I go, does he want us to say something, or <laughs> is he doing a pause so he can add something in? It's a, it's a distinct pause, so I know where to put it. Uh, on this podcast, we are going to be talking about news and politics and giving our opinions from a secular point of view. If you want to join in the conversation, you can go to facebook.com slash profanearg and go over to the group and post your thoughts or a link to an article you'd like for us to discuss. And we are on Patreon now, so if you'd like to support the podcast directly, you can go to patreon.com slash profanearg, or you can go to our homepage, profaneargument.com, and click on the Patreon link and sign up for one of our tiers. And if you do, you will be able to join us live, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, on Tuesday evenings, on our Discord channel, and you can listen in and comment. And perhaps we will uh, we will listen to your comments, very much like uh, we have the Pittsburgh Atheist listening to us right now. And he and says he it's says lonely. He's, he's lonely in the penalty <laughs> box. So sign up and uh, come listen and uh, join in on the conversation. This week, we will be talking about prayer warriors and the midterms and prayer warriors affecting the midterms. But first, I wanted to follow up on something that we talked about last week. I think it was last week. The Turkey Association of Atheism. They put out a statement last week that says... Based on, based on what we said? <laughs> probably not. Oh, that'd be awesome. Oh, okay. <laughs> However, the story that we covered was that they were shutting down, that they were going away because they didn't have the funds. But they put out a statement that says, for the past few weeks, Turkish... Religious media outlets have been covering a story about shutting down, how the Association of Atheism is shutting down and closing its doors. They went so far to say that it had already been terminated. This is not true. In fact, they uh, at a general meeting they that was held on October 14th, they voted to continue their activities, and in addition, they elected a new president of the organization. So saying it's fake news. They specifically say that it is fake <laughs> news. Uh, they say that they will continue to be a voice and the representative uh, and the representative of non-believers in their country in Turkey. They say that the existence of the group is a resistance to the ever declining secularism in their country, and we would like to remind those who wish to shut us down that our organization symbolizes the existence of peace and freedom in our society. So, really good statement that they put out. Uh, yeah, apparently the stuff that we saw uh, it was off The Guardian, uh, and they were uh, referencing the media outlets that the Association of Atheism has uh, said, yeah, complete fake news. They, they, that's just what they want people to believe so that they don't sign up. They don't uh, participate. I mean, it's a bit of wishful thinking on the part of the religious, me religious media outlets, I suppose. Yeah. Usually the Guardian is a little more careful than that. I'm surprised that snuck through. Well, apparently there were multiple media outlets that covered it, so they considered it verified. Well, maybe, yeah. But yeah, not the case. So Still up and running. Yes. Good deal. 
So I wanted to follow up. I put in an LGBTQ section because there were a couple stories that I think we, we had to cover. I had kind of leaned away from the, the whole, all of the different news things that we would see about the bathroom discussion and, and things like that because we'd covered it so many times. That is true. But in the Trump organization, in the Trump administration, they are put, putting together a new rule to expand on letting federal contractors fire employees for religious reasons. And if you look at it, it is very specifically their religious reasons. It's targeting LGBTQ people and their rights uh, very specifically. So a little while back, they put out a religious exemption uh, directive. But now they are looking at doing more and making it more more permanent, changing regulations to so that they don't have to comply with the current law regarding protections from religious organizations. And it's not even what well, it hasn't been, you know, actually finalized yet. So we don't know if it's going to be if it's a religious organization they can discriminate or if it's going to be if you are religious and you happen to work for the government, you can choose to say, I'm not going to serve somebody if they are a member of the LGBTQ community. I think in any case, this is just a, you know, red meat to the, to the base action to get them out to vote in two weeks. I can't imagine this is going to hold up. Supposedly this is going to be, look, they're going to look at bringing this out in December timeframe from what I understand. Sure. But they're talking about it now for right. a reason. Yes. And along with that, the other story that I wanted to bring up is in the New York Times. They are looking to redefine transgender, the term transgender, so that it is specifically it specifically refers to biological condition determined by genitalia at birth. So basically only people who are born hermaphrodites would qualify for this the way I'm reading it. Right. And that kind of started me off on down a strange path. When I was uh, previewing some of these things. So when I was a teenager, my aunt and uncle had a dog whose name was Hermes. And he was called Hermes. Well, I don't he, she, it, they, they were called Hermes. And uh, because he was a hermaphrodite. I don't think the dog was going to be offended by what pronoun <laughs> you used. Sure. But, I, but I, I don't know what pronoun to use. <laughs> Hermes was um, named that because her name hermaphrodite comes from a combination of Hermes and... and um, Aphrodite? Uh, Aphrodite, yes. It's a, it's a mashup of their names. I didn't realize the number of people that were actually born with both male and female genitalia. It's at 1 in 20,000, which is just not a huge number, but still, you add that up at Across America, that's a lot of people. So if there is a, a physical manifestation of an intersex, why can there not be a not-so-physical manifestation of intersex? Well, be, because physical is provable, and it's right there in your face when, you know, when the kid's born. <laughs> Sure. So you have to you have to accept it. If it's you know not physical, then you could ignore a person's feelings, right? And just mm -hmm. I don't know. That's all I got. <laughs> right. I, well, another thing that happens to these you know one in twenty thousand births is that they are often assigned a gender at birth based on the genitalia that they discover, and they make a determination at that point whether the child is going to be a boy or a girl, and they have surgery to solidify that opinion which also seems like a very wrong thing to do. Mm. 
Well, part of this new law that they're putting together is to make sure that uh, someone who's transgender is specifically defined that way. So it's going to take away the rights of all transgender peoples. It would also very clearly define male and female so that if you if you want to file a lawsuit for somebody because they are discriminating against you, that could be brought up in court. And the only way you can prove anything is by going back to your birth certificate where they defined your sex as either male or female. So it takes away all rights of anyone who does not recognize themselves as being distinctly male or female as they were born. So to me, this goes again. We had a discussion, I think it was last week, about Trump and whether or not Pence already mm. is a danger. To me, this is Pence. I don't think Trump gives mm-hmm. a shit about it. I was just going to say, is Pence actually running the country? Right. Partially, And then, yes. like, he just runs his mouth on certain things, and they're like, well, I guess we got to fuck around with this because he mentioned it. But, like, you think this even passed his desk? Who, Trump? Uh, well, Trump could care less about this. Yeah, like, this isn't one of his agendas. No, it doesn't make him money. He doesn't care. Donald Trump. The president of the United States, Donald Trump. The guy <laughs> who openly came out and said... I have reformed the the GOP into a white nationalist party. I hate faggots. I hate the minority. <laughs> and I hate everybody who's poor. You're right. He probably has no interest in something like this. He hates keeping people down. That guy's a great guy. <laughs> oh, no, no. He likes keeping people down, but he doesn't really seem to have an issue with... Well, he did put the transgender ban in the military. He, d- he has yeah. a huge Again, issue with it. He just about. doesn't really verbalize yeah. it a lot. Like... And you know what I understand? It's how come no one ever calls him on this shit? Oh, because he only does interviews at Fox News. Okay. Right. Very infrequent. I mean, he does the helicopter interviews. It seems to be a popular thing at the moment. Yeah. No, absolutely. This. I'm, I'm super confident this was his doing. I do not think Pence's influence is quite as. You actually think he came up with this or it came across his desk? He's like, oh, no, I like this. Good job, Mike. And I then don't. signed it. Again, I don't know who. Gives him all his ideas. I'm sure he does not come up with all the ideas. You know, I don't know if it's always Pence or Stephen Miller or any number of people who are able to weave their agenda into Trump's agenda. I'm sure he's very in favor of this. Well, it plays to the base again. So, yeah, all of the, you know, the red meat Republicans are eat this shit up. I think he personally loves this. I think this is an important thing for him. You think? I I think... I do. I think that he is uncomfortable and irritated by the idea that that gender is no longer an A or B and that they've added fluidity and endless pronouns and, uh, you know, a whole bunch of options and turned something seemingly as black and white as gender into a really touchy subject. Oh, you're giving him too much credit. I'm I'm actually going to take it a little bit further just to make my own brain happy and i don't it's more than that he doesn't care about anything he doesn't care about people of color he doesn't care about any woman that is not 25 super thin with great big honkers and blonde hair <laughs> well we can all yeah, we can all agree that he's only consumed so he doesn't with, care about right. anybody but he's speci- but to me he specifically has it out for brown people and immigrants well, it, but it's, that's just it. It's brown people, immigrants, anybody that it, it is not, you know, super skinny blonde or a relative of his or somebody that will, you know, take the knee to him. Right. But I think he, those Nobody people just don't matters. register. He's just like, what? Right. Who? I don't oh, care no, about that. I, I think that, that the uh, LGBTQ community 
does not and likely will never vote for him, so he will work actively against them whenever well, he gets okay, a chance. Well, okay, so that's different, though, because sure. that falls into the I will not bend the knee to you, so therefore I don't like you. Right. But I just feel like he has a real hatred for immigrants, and he's like, well, I don't like LGBTQ because they don't like me now, and also it, it makes my base really happy, so figure out a way to screw it to them, I guess, but... He's got a special hate in his heart for brown people. He really he, doesn't. He does. Yeah. He, I'm not saying that those yeah. hates are equivalent. I'm saying that if I found out, if I found myself at a Klan rally, they wouldn't be like, well, the gays aren't so bad, but man, I hate the blacks. <laughs> you know, they're they're on the list. I, I mean, I guess I'm just making the point. I don't think the pronoun game and all that gender shit, I don't even think that registers to him because what does he even come in contact to the, with that shit? In New York City, right? he probably did a lot. But currently not. In his circle? Uh, yeah, he, he dealt in the rich and famous of New York City. That's a diverse community. I, I just don't see a situation where he would have said something and been like, what? I can't say ladies' bathroom any or whatever. Or, you know, or whatever. <laughs> like, I mean, listen, can we all, I mean, we're all agreeing on one thing. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. He's a hateful piece of shit. For sure. Yeah. I, but I we think just can't he... agree on why. <laughs> or <it's> the. <laughs> I, I, I don't think that. This is a I don't think he's as hands off as you give him credit for. I I don't think he is. I don't think the puppeteers are pulling all the strings. I think that there is some some genuine awfulness. I mean, every time I every time he speaks, I see it. Mm. I mean, it's just it's it's boundless. The but you're right. I mean, there's there's a certain irresponsible nature about him where he will say and do anything to further his agenda. I just don't think this is beyond his agenda. Hmm. I mean, we're, I are, we are talking, his- you know, we're talking about the same guy who they pull shit off his desk and he doesn't realize it. Or <laughs> he says something like, send in assassins and kill Assad. And then when they, when they don't do it, he just doesn't even follow up because he just talks, you know. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I, what I, was, I accidentally watched one of his rallies and I was just <laughs> so anxious after doing so. <laughs> like to just stand up there and suggest... That the Democrats paid the migrant caravan to march towards this yeah. country. But and they, everybody's like, everybody's just nodding along. Yeah, they probably did. I was like, how can you say that? <laughs> and everybody's like, yeah, that's probably the case. You got to understand something. Mm-hmm. I hang, I've been, all week I've been hanging out with Trump supporters at night. And they eat this shit up like wow. it's delicious cake. <laughs> like, just like, yeah. They're paid. Come then, 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 I, then act like I'm the moron when I go. You got to be fucking kidding me. They're like, come on, Jared, you're not that stupid. You, you got to know they're paid. <laughs> George Soros paid all them. It, isn't the timing a little odd? And I'm like, I, I'm like, for them, I don't know. <laughs> isn't the timing odd? It's actually a benefit to the Republicans to have this caravan. I know right this now. is perfect right. to rally up their base. Well, this is how uh, you hear um, somebody sent George Soros a bomb in the mail. Yeah. I didn't follow up on that story, but I did hear something about it. Yeah. They, they, he found a package and went, mm, called the police, and they went, yeah, that's a bomb. This is how this shit happens be... because of his rhetoric. That's probably more Alex Jones than him. I, I don't know. Yeah, both. If there's one thing I sure. know is that Democrats create mobs, Republicans create jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Jobs, not mobs. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> we're we're a crazy mob. We're we're we're. It's funny. We're we're violent mobs coming to get you, but we're also soy boy cucks 
I, I can't figure it yeah. out. Are we pussies <laughs> or are we a crazy mob that's going to kill you? So is again, maybe I, I'll do some research when I have a little more time to find out more about why uh, George Soros is is the cause of everything bad in the world. But I, what what is what is the source of that? I mean, like, is is do they really like so the Republicans believe that? All the Democrats and all the everything that happens at the Democratic Party is controlled by a Hungarian 88-year-old billionaire behind the scenes. There's two, like that's there's two reasons behind this. One is that he's a billionaire who believes in liberal policies. So <laughs> and two, it's projection because they pay people to do that shit. When Trump announced oh, sure. when Trump announced that he was running for office, he paid people to be at, down there at the bottom of that escalator. And only paid them after they sued him after a year. Right. If you remember, I mean, I, I mean, who remembers this? I was 24, 25 at the time, but I just saw it in a news thing. When that Republican mom stormed the election polling place in Florida when they were counting the votes because they wanted them to stop counting the votes that were clearly going for Al Gore. And it was a big thing. And they're like, oh, my God, they're so angry and this and that. All fucking paid Republican staffers paid to mm. be there. So for for them to go. Yeah, obviously the Democrats are doing the same underhanded shit we're doing, and they believe it. Well, a lot of what he says is projection. He he does this repeatedly. He accuses other people of doing what he's doing. Fake news. I, it, it, what, I mean, <laughs> definitely fake news. I'm not a baby. That's his, you know, one of his more recent things. Bit of projection there. <laughs> I think it really affected him. The giant balloon baby <laughs> he does not like that image. I'm not a baby. <laughs> All right, I think we've got other Trump things uh, down the line, so we're, I'm going to move away, but we'll probably hit some other stuff because, well, there's some stuff about the midterms. But I wanted to, to follow up on a couple of things that were put out on the Facebook page. The Catholic Church, Washington, D.C., has named 31 priests credibly accused of sexual abuse in the past decades. 18 priests were arrested. 17 of them are now dead. None of them who are still living are currently active in the church. But this is just... One diocese? In the D.C. area. This is in Washington, D.C. 31 priests. Now that's going from 1948 to 1996. So it's a decent spread of time, but still, this 31... Is, this is the five. Catholic Church again? Yes. yes. Oh, Big surprise. And yeah, they just mm -hmm. love their child rape. <laughs> Man, that organization well, is creepy and gross. Yeah, in many ways. Peace be with you. <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, this also relates to the Catholic Church back in Pennsylvania here. Uh, Justice Department, the Justice Department has decided to begin investigating the abuses that uh, were named in the report that was done here in Pennsylvania. They are going to be looking into what all the church knew. I'm trying to just find the list, but there was a list of things that they are going to be looking at. Uh, anytime they took children across state lines, any evidence of personnel mm. sending uh, sexual material about children electronically, any evidence that church officials reassigned suspected predators or used church resources to further or conceal such conduct is specifically so what they are looking at. So that has to be a federal organization looking into it then. Yes, because all of okay. those are federal crimes. Right. Yeah, so they're they're looking into it at a federal level to and and again there were more than 300 priests in Pennsylvania reported. So they are researching into that. So 
that's a good thing. Hopefully they will be able to, you know, keep traction there. Yeah. And I guess a lot of this would be federal case because one of the things that they did was move priests from parish to parish, from state to state. And, you know, you, you get out of the jurisdiction of you know the local attorney general at that point. Wow. Yeah. You know what I'm sick of? Mm. Talking about this. <laughs> Start arresting people and throwing them yeah, in jail. Yeah, this is crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> just, god damn. Again, how does the church continue to exist? I don't understand. It's, I don't mm. understand how there's not an FBI investigation. Yeah. Well, I saw one thing in here that um, they the church um, made a point of saying that no, nothing had been no allegation, no new allegations of abuse have, have been reported to them in two decades. It's all in the past, according to the archdiocese. I believe that wholeheartedly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not even a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the the last thing again in Pennsylvania here the. Pennsylvania Senate Republicans decided to completely pull the rug out from under furthering the laws to protect children from the, the church. Uh, I, I, I don't have the details here, but they, I think what they what they did was they they added an amendment. So there was a proposed law going through to allow um, the victims to sue the church to uh, to to drop the age limit from what was it 35 to up it to 50 so that you could still right. sue after you know up to you were 50 years old and for the victims of uh, that were named in this report that they there were no statute limitation for them they could uh, file suit right now that has been scrubbed because the GOP decided to add another amendment to it that restricted mm-hmm. how the church could be sued basically preventing the church from being sued in any way and then Nobody wanted to vote for it, and there was an argument, and then they broke for uh, the midterm election coming up. So it went nowhere and has to start over again. Thanks, GOP, for yeah. what the well, but fuck? Hold on, hold on. I want to I want to bring one point up about this. One thing that this law did was it allowed people to sue um, when they previously could not sue. So it was changing a law retroactively. I'm not comfortable with that. Now, this particular one, I'm 100% on board with, but it opens up a precedent to change laws so that you can be sued for things that when you did them were not illegal. And I'm not comfortable with that. I mean, consider what the GOP could do with that kind of precedent. I I understand where you're going with that. Unfortunately, my mind is distinctly on this case right at the moment. I know, which is what makes it difficult, because I agree that they should have a window of opportunity to sue. I'm not sure. I didn't. I'm I'm trying to figure it out because I didn't see where the law would make it so you could sue for things that weren't illegal at the time, because I'm pretty sure touching kids has always been illegal. Well, sure. I'm sorry. They they were no longer capable of being prosecuted for the the thing that they did in the past because of because the law, the, the, the statute of limitations had been reached already. They were already in the clear which is horrible i know i know it sounds bad but i don't know it's a what could they do with that precedent they could say um hey and you did cocaine um 15 years ago we're going to arrest you for that now even though the statute of limitations says that you know we could only uh sue you we could only arrest you for five years after you did it but we'll just change the law now and now it's 25 years so we're going to arrest you now that's it's as long as they can only adjust things that are consistently crimes they're not going to be like hey you you know 
read a book 15 years ago <laughs> and now it's illegal. So for the book you read 15 years ago, you're going to go to jail. That obviously dangerous and absurd. Yeah. Yeah. Now, specifically um, what they were changing on this, though, I thought it was for civil suits. It wasn't changing the law and allowing people to be prosecuted. Mm, that I'm better with. Right. I, I don't I don't <laughs> feel like it is. I don't know. To, to say that, haha, I, right up until now, I had broken the law and got away with it. But darn it, I'm no longer getting away with it. That seems like if that will help to... Cut back on child rape? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's the, 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 the that side of the argument weighs heavier with me, but yeah. there's still a, you know, a little part of me that's not that's uncomfortable with this. <laughs> I understand where you're coming from just because we've seen cheating the system so much in the last two years. Right. So let's say that we went back to the days when interracial marriage was illegal. And we went back and said, okay, we're going to redo that law because it was against the law before. And we're just going to, you know, re-up that one. Now all you people that are married, are, you know, you're no longer married. Your marriage is null and void. And your kids are bastards. Do you think the GOP would like to do that? Yeah. There's a lot of them that would. There, it used to be illegal. There, there are definitely some, but I I don't know. I think I think it's reaching a bit. I, I understand where you're coming and, from, but to me it seems like... I I... I yeah, it's just, it opens up a little bit of a door that I'm not happy with. But I'm much more in favor of suing the priesthood and the Catholic Church out of existence. So <laughs> the um... I, I will set down my uh, my discomfort with it. <laughs> well, Jared, where where are you on this? Because I feel like you're we've been down similar roads before, and I've had this similar reaction, but you've, you've, you've often landed in the pro-Karen category. I'm a little lost on this one. <laughs> hmm. Oh, see, I feel like this is... I don't want to totally dismiss it as explain a classic... Explain it to me like you'd explain it to a five-year-old real quick. <laughs> uh, I don't... Okay. Let Karen do it because I, I, I feel like I'm about to become dismissive. Okay. <laughs> like, this is a classic Karen, if we do anything, blah, blah, slippery slope. Then the whole world becomes unraveled and the, the fucking villains take over. Well, I know right. Ian hates you, the you, slope. You were in danger of becoming dismissive. <laughs> Uh, I can just feel it because that's all I could hear. That's why I need another opinion. I was trying to ask before I got there and I'm already there. Someone edit me out. <laughs> it's okay if we disagree. It's fine. Jared, it's just that you, I am, I am, it makes me uncomfortable when pe they change the laws retroactively. So something that, well, I mean, you use the example of, you know, Ian snorting cocaine in, in high school. He's pat, way past the statute of limitations. There's nothing going to happen to him now. Wait, wait, wait. No, explain to me what the – I got lost on what the GOP was doing here because at first, at oh. first, when as Ray was reading, I was like, that sounds awful and I was against it. But then I got lost in the weeds here. Well, the GOP um, came up with a reason to save the Catholic Church money, functionally, is what they did. By saying they, – They added an amendment to the law that was – probably going to be going through and the amendment said that it, it excluded the catholic church from being able to be sued as much so it, 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 it took away a lot of the power of what the law was going to do if i remember it, it allowed them it allowed victims to sue the priests but not the organization which of course the money is all on the organization and where does the slippery slope so, come in well, no, the whole it's the slippery slope is the whole idea of what the uh, the proposed law change was. The proposed the proposed law would give victims a window 
to sue the Catholic Church and the priests that abused them that had already passed the statute of limitations. They couldn't do it today because the law already had the timeline and it was already passed. This new law would back up the timeline. So now they have a window to sue. Sounds like a good thing, right? Yes, yes. Except that it opens up the possibility that you could use that same argument for other things mm. that are quite not quite so horrific. I'm leaning more towards Ian. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Most of me is there as well. It's just a little 20% of my brain that goes, eh, I don't like this. I'm trying to think about how it could be used for evil, but uh, I don't know. If it's very specific to just this type of stuff... I guess I'm okay with it. It is. Listen, like I said, I I just watched season two of Making a Murder, and I clearly don't understand how law works or getting arrested or lawyering or judges or any of that shit. After watching that, after watching the first season, I understand. <laughs> yeah, well, it gets crazier in a second. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to move on. I think we've I think we've reached a conclusion there. So over in Michigan, there's a Myers store, which is Kind of like a slightly upgraded Walmart, if you're not familiar with Myers. They, they're superstores. Uh, a woman was denied by a pharmacist uh, the medicine that she, need to, she needed to complete uh, the miscarriage that her body was partially through. Uh, she was pregnant with twins. Everything looked okay at first. Uh, things went horribly wrong. She miscarried one of the twins. Body rejected it, and then they, they, she had a whole bunch of different tests. The story is really long. It's in the Chicago Tribune. But in any case, the end of it is they found no fetal heartbeat. And they said, there are several ways we can deal with this. How do you want to proceed? She went with the least intrusive to her body, understandably, uh, which is a drug. And she went to go pick that drug up. And the, the her doctor sent it to her the closest pharmacy to, for her, the most convenient, which was the pharmacy in the Meyer store. The pharmacist said, no, I'm not letting you uh, have an abortion. I'm also, when she requested that he send it somewhere else, he refused. And he also, he wouldn't give it to another uh, staff member there. So this is another case where this is a medicine that has several functions. Mm. Stomach ulcers being one of the things that it helps with. So if there was a guy that came in and asked for this drug, mm-hmm. he'd assigned it over. He has no idea what this woman's situation is, has no oh, need yeah. to know what this woman's situation is, but right. but even, decided even, that it would help in a miscarriage or an abortion, therefore he wouldn't provide it to a woman. Even worse than that, actually. I mean, what she says, when I divulged to him that the fetus was no longer viable, so she went through the agony of explaining to a complete stranger that her fetus was not viable. He said, well, that's your word, and I don't believe you. I refuse to fill it. You know what I'm sick of talking about? (laughs) (laughs) That pharmacists are no longer obligated to do their job in any way for any reason? What the f- You're- (laughs) Stop being a piece of shit! (laughs) And using your religion to cover it up. Yeah, he he said he was a good Catholic. I just feel like this is snowballing now. Doesn't it feel like that, like, Mm -hmm. it's just like, hey, that guy did it, now I'm gonna start doing it. Like, how long is this- I mean- He's probably been a pharmacist for years and did this a million times. Now, all of a sudden. Right, because there's precedence and the door is open for him to behave like this. Unbelievable. Do your fucking <laughs> job. Mm. Exactly. 
Um, so I don't know what's happening of him. The article doesn't have, I mean, it's as up to date as it could be, but they, the, the Meyer store, the headquarters said that they are going to look into it. Uh, she contacted her local ACLU in Michigan and, uh, they are following up. So, I mean, it's just, it's, it's what a horrible situation she's in. And now she has to get lawyered up with the ACLU in order to, you know, have rights that everyone should have. Mm. I'm going to go get a job at a gun store and, <laughs> deny, deny, and deny everybody a gun because I'm like, ah, you might shoot somebody with this and I can't have that on my head. So <laughs> no, no gun for you. <laughs> deny them because they look religious to you. Yeah. Right. And you're you're worried that their fundamental ideals are going to cause them to go out and shoot people. Yeah, I don't think you look like a hunter, so I don't, I'm not going to give you a, a gun. Yeah, you're straight and white. You're probably going to shoot a bunch of people, so... <laughs> My morals. Just the statistics yeah. here. Hey, thanks, Jeff. Uh, Jeff, again, Pittsburgh atheist. Uh, there is a follow-up in the Chicago Tribune. The pharmacist has been let go by the Meyer store, so he has been relieved of his obligations in two oh, yeah. Okay. It, I mean, that's a minimum in my mind, but I don't know. It, you can't charge him with anything. He hasn't broken any laws, but to put someone through that, it just seems like it sh- there should be more than losing your job. But Yeah, there should be. Also, I'm going to go get a job at Burger King and pretend I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> and if anybody asks for a Whopper, I'm just going to be like, no, you can only buy salads for me because I don't believe in killing animals for meat. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. And I'm a vegan, so you can't have cheese either. And if they, yeah, and if they go, well, can I have somebody else who will serve me that burger? I'll be like, no, yeah. I'm just going to stand here at the register. So either go to McDonald's or <laughs> fucking assholes. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, I'm starting to get into some of the midterm stuff. And I, I wanted to mention this one. Dodge. Dodge City, Kansas. If mm. you remember, why <laughs> the Dodge City? Exactly, Doc Holiday. The yep. whole yeah, that Dodge yeah. City. There is it, it, so Dodge City is now predominantly Hispanic. There is a large number of Hispanic voters in Dodge City. <laughs> so obviously, what do you think the GOP has done there? Oh, uh, hard to vote. Yeah, somehow <laughs> flushed their voter records so that they can't register. Not quite that far, at least not yet, but they have closed the sole polling place in the city. Hmm. Wait a minute. (laughs) Back up a second. There is only one polling place in the whole city? In the city. Now, there were several. Apparently, they're on the outskirts of the city. And so now the closest one is a mile away from the closest bus stop. So if you're sure. if you live in Dodge City and you get on a bus to go vote, you still like you can't get there. You can't get to the closest polling place, according to this article in lawandcrime.com, which I've never referenced previously. Dan Abrams production. Did they and yeah. do they have a jackass reason as to why this was a good thing or they're just like, nope, we're changing the, the elephant to just a guy twirling his mustache. That's exactly who we are now. <laughs> I'm actually trying to see. I read this earlier, but I don't recall what their reasoning was. <laughs> the The Democrats are, you know, fired up about this. And they're saying that it it could be a factor that the, it's a really tight governor's race. And local mm. Democrats are saying there's no could be about it. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Ah, the Kansas elections director, Brian Kasky, who was appointed by and works directly under Kobach, remember that guy, said the county had to move the polling location due to construction in the area. Dunlap, however, noted that construction on the huge building had 
hardly barely begun and that most of said construction was an addition that had little impact on the space previously used to house voting machines. So their excuse was that we're working on the building. See? Tink, 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 tink. So just another in a long line. Um, you obviously know what's going on in Georgia, right? Yeah. Right. Just mm-hmm. flagrant voter suppression everywhere. By the guy yeah. who's running for governor is also in charge of the election. It's fucking crazy. And then I don't know what state it is. It might be Nevada or Wisconsin or what one of them square states out there. Did you hear what they did to the Native <laughs> Americans? Yes. yes. Where yeah. they require you now to have an actual address to vote. But if you're Native American and live on a res, you are required to have a P.O. box. So guess what? You can't vote. Yeah, completely so we, disenfranchised a whole host of Native yeah. Americans. Well, one of them was caught on tape saying it would be really inconvenient if everybody voted. We won't get to stay in power. I don't remember who it was now. I think that was the guy it, in Georgia. The, the Georgia governor. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Like, do you remember that guy in Pennsylvania, that congressman? who was like, voter suppression is going to win it for Mitt Romney. <laughs> 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 I mean, they are fucking straight up evil. Yeah, they they do not believe in this. They don't as much as they flaunt the Constitution and we love America. They do not believe in a democracy. They do not believe in the Constitution. They are all about the money, it's right. a, and that they, is they, it. They believe in the Constitution and a democracy as long as that democracy consists of white people who look like me. Mm. And I don't even really believe that, Ray, because if they got what they wanted and all, and it was just a straight white country, let's say we became Russia which is a pretty much straight white country, there still needs to be somebody for them to grind into the fucking ground. Then it'll be the poor. It'll be poor white people yeah, at that true. point. Sure. So if you're not making a lot of money and you are uh, and you still vote against your best interest for Republicans and you listen to this show, which I don't understand why, <laughs> you're a fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me go back to what you know I originally said in the Constitution, white landowners, male white landowners. So if you're rich, because you have to be rich to own land, that I'm sure that they would love to have that as an option. What do they just want to go back to the feudal system, or pretty much, yeah? <sighs> well, they want to be the rich, and they want the, the poor to work directly for them, and and not rabble rouse very much. <laughs> rabble, rabble, rabble. So keep them hungry, <laughs> so that they're they're not effect, effective, you know, rabble rousers. Yeah. For sure, I <laughs> uh, I uh, was listening to some of uh, Joe Rogan put out a new stand up special. He is a comedian I enjoy, and he he touched on that in his routine. He was talking about, you know, people always invoking the Founding Fathers. He's like, if we had Thomas Jefferson in 2018, he would be like, are you shitting me? 200 years and you haven't made any new laws? What are you thinking? I wrote that shit with a bird's feather. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> of course you need to adapt for the times. Hey, yeah. He specifically put a thing in there saying it should be changed every generation. Yep. And, and I'm are. sure the Republicans would like to change it, but not in the direction that it should be changed. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> uh, and thanks again to Jeff, who says that the Native American voting was North Dakota. You were right. It's a square state. Damn right. More <laughs> oblong, but yeah. kind of... Uh, Rectangulish. Th- there's a lot of yeah. rectangular states, though. I mean, you're kind of playing the odds sure. there. But, uh, and again, thanks, Jeff, for fact-checking and looking stuff up <laughs> while we're while we're yelling at each other. (laughs) All right, I'm going to move on because this has been the story in the news. Mm. The Saudis and the the murder that they committed. We talked about this last week. Uh, Khashoggi, Mm -hmm. the guy who worked for the Washington Post, he was a resident in the United States. He's a 
so he went into the Saudi consulate in Turkey and never came out. And as it now turns out, they so what is what is Saudi actually admitted to? They admitted mm. that that some Saudis, some pretty high up people, went into the consulate, interviewed Khashoggi, and ended up accidentally killing him after <laughs> he resisted and started a fist fight. Isn't that what they said? Yes, that was their that's their current statement. So they accidentally after their statement him. that he left through the back door, <laughs> right. Right. They they accidentally killed him during their interview and then dismembered him. They didn't mention that actually. They didn't they, as far as I know, they haven't said anything about the dismemberment. No, they they have not produced the body to my knowledge. It's not been reported yet. I found it interesting that the Saudi Arabians that, that you know the populists of Saudi Arabia were shocked when that statement came out. But they believed the first one, which was Turks. They're making it all up. And then the Saudis actually came out and said, well, yeah, we accidentally killed him in there. And there was a hubbub in Saudi Arabia about that. But it wasn't we. Ben Salman said that he has no knowledge of it. And he said it very strongly, mm. whatever that's supposed to mean. Yeah. But today in this this photograph, I, I can't even begin to, to think. The guy, <laughs> the guy who was about. murdered, his son mm. met with the prince today and mm. shook his hand on camera. Uh, because the, he's not, because the yes yeah he's not he is uh, not allowed to leave the country yeah he has been told he's not allowed to leave the country and he, the prince said that he wanted to express his condolences so he was was brought in and he shook the hands of the guy that I mean the look on his face mm. I think it's pretty clear that he thinks that the prince would have ordered this well they probably had guns pointed at him off screen. Well, all they have to do is threaten him. Yeah, you, I mean, you don't even need a physical gun pointed. <laughs> I mean, at that point, it's it's quite clear. I think. I mean, guys, these are a lot of horrible things that you're talking about, but we have an arms deal with them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so shut up. <laughs> that was actually something that Pat Robertson said because oh, I saw that. About him. Can you fucking believe oh. that shit? <laughs> that good Christian. Oh my god. Oh, everybody's a f- is so full of shit. So his his thought is, well, you know, how much is, you know, one life really worth? What is one person dying? I mean, is that really worth the billions of dollars in arms sales? And I just want to, to ask Pat Robertson, one person dying for something, is that doesn't that sound familiar <laughs> to you in any way? Yeah. Hey, look, there was no worth? arms deal going on when Jesus died, all right? If there was a $9 billion arms deal going on, <laughs> there'd be no Christian religion. Well, and Trump keeps upping the number. His most recent was 110 billions worth of military. He said again Thursday. Yeah, he's so lying. It's, it's like nine. Yeah. It's like a nine billion oh, dollar deal. <laughs> but he said this is the biggest orders in the history of this country, probably the history of the world, biggest ever. Except not really. Not. I mean, his first statement it was he had increased it by 700 percent, 700 percent. But in reality. The most it could possibly be 110 billion would be over decades. It's not like we're going to give them 110 billion dollars worth of military surplus tomorrow. It's it's over right. decades, and it's not all approved. It's nowhere near all approved. And it's going to create jobs because that's what we need—a jobs program for the military complex. Well, you've heard that um, Trump wants to take us out of the arms agreement with Russia. Correct. So we can make more nukes. That's not good. I'm I'm no. I'm a little torn on that only because 
according to I can't remember his name, but one of the ex heads of of uh, the intelligence agencies was it Clapper? I don't remember, but he said that uh, there's there's good information, there's good intelligence that Russia is already in violation of that. Um, so it could be that they are already making nuclear arms that are in violation of that. Now that doesn't. So maybe you should. Maybe you should have a conversation with them and then go to the UN and say they're breaking this treaty. Perhaps we should have, you know, penalties for breaking the treaty. Yeah, a private Instead conversation. Of breaking it. Yeah. <laughs> that no one else gets to hear. Yeah. The, I- oh my God. the idea being that it could be Trump's way of trying to not only reestablish the treaty, but get China involved as well, because China was not a part of the treaty. So they can develop these, these weapons, you know, willy nilly all they want. I think mm. it's a stupid approach, but. Trump, no. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm not saying that that it's necessarily a good thing, but I can at least mm-hmm. understand where Trump might be coming from on this by breaking the treaty. It's still an awful thing, and it allows mm-hmm. many more nuclear weapons, especially when he then came out and said, "Yeah, we're just going to start building nu- more nuclear weapons until you guys calm down," because <laughs> that works. Amazing. Um, back to the Saudi Arabia a little bit. I mean. None of this is surprising, really. It's surprising that they did it in Turkey. That was, but they—that's where they had access to Khashoggi. So this is this is something that Saudi Arabia does on a as a routine. They cut off people's hands for stealing. It's a barbaric country in a lot of ways. And they still behead so, people for being atheists. Right. So none of this is really shocking. The shocking part is that they did it in Turkey and got caught. That's actually what Trump seems to be uh, most upset about. When asked about mm. it. But earlier today, he was incredibly bad cover-up. Like he didn't, right. he didn't disparage the fact that they murdered somebody. He said it was a bad cover-up, insinuating that well, if, <laughs> if I would have been doing the cover-up, it would have been done right. Nobody would have known. Right. <laughs> Amateur hour. Did you did you catch this part where they had the body double walking around of Khashoggi? Yeah. yeah. With his actual clothes and a fake beard. Yeah, but the wrong shoes, so they had to bail on that ex- explanation. It's just, I mean, granted, I mean, it's just, like, I don't know what is going to come of this, you know? Like, so yeah. if Trump condemns them, then what? Then what happens? He won't, though. Right, he won't. And a lot of people won't be, well, I, it's just, I don't know. I, it, this whole story is is wacky and, like, just nobody's going to get what they want out of this. No. Well, the, the, the problem is, is that if there are no consequences to this type of action, it will continue. And it will get, it'll escalate. Because that's what people do. The and as you've said, Saudi has been doing this sort of thing as in the dark as much as possible, and there haven't been consequences for decades because they have oil. Well, because they have a huge mass of land that we can use for our military as well and airspace. Mm-hmm. And they, yeah, they let us put our planes there. So yeah, well, I don't, I don't know that mm-hmm. anything's going to come of it, especially with with Trump in there. So. Yeah, I mean, we're eventually it's just we're going to forget about it. Probably. But it is a sloppy execution. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like there are better ways they could have gone about this without getting. I mean, there's just so many like or they just don't fucking care. You know, they're just like, whatever. What are you going to do to us? Right. Yeah. With all their dealings with real estate in New York, I'm wondering if the Saudis have something <laughs> on Trump as well. I'm sure they do. Wouldn't be surprised at all. Maybe people are just mad because he went on that like tour of like i'm reforming and i'm gonna bring saudi arabia into the 21st century and and i'm great mm. call me mbs and i'm cool and shit and like oh it turns out i'm worse than all of them yeah 
So while everybody is talking about this and talking about the midterms coming up, uh, the GOP is trying to rush in as many judges as they possibly can. Some of the, the nom- and every single one of the nominees have been identified by the Freedom from Religion Foundation, the Secular Coalition for America, the Center for Inquiry, and American Atheists as people who are against the separation of church and state. Allison Jones Rushing, who has is getting a lifetime appointment to the Fourth Circuit of Appeals, uh, Orrin Hatch says he's very impressed with her. No, that's not <laughs> yeah, uh, she's just the primary example in this article that's on the Friendly Atheist website. You can take a look at it, but just so that we're clear as to what's happening, so they're talking about the blue wave and how you know the Democrats are going to have a big big midterms, maybe in the House. Mm-hmm. In the Senate, the Republicans, there are nine Republicans who had to go home because they are up for re-election. There are 23 Democrats who are up for re-election. Mm. So even if, even if we do, you know, we, we get a few seats out of this in the Senate, which I find highly unlikely because we would have to look at states like Texas and Tennessee and Mississippi – to mm. to be turned Democrat. Right now, we have 23 Democrats at a minimum who, 23 out of the 47, so half the Democrats in the Senate, are at home campaigning, which is why these judges are being pushed through. Sure, because they can, yeah. Whoa, not that, um, whoa, not if, the, the, if the full Senate was there, they couldn't stop them anyway. But Right, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, but if the full Senate were there, they could have, the, the Democrats could be making more noise. They could be like they did with Kavanaugh. I mean, would they? Probably not, because right. they know that they would lose. Right. Is it more important for them to be campaigning and being elected slash reelected? Maybe, but with Maybe. all these judges coming in? Yeah. And here's a depressing thought when we're ta- while we're talking about judges. Uh, oh, good. <laughs> Andrew Miller, who grows pot in California, he has relationship with uh, Roger Stone. And he had been asked to come and speak to the Mueller investigation, and he declined. He is now in contempt of court because there was a court order to have him come and talk to the investigation. That is what he wanted, because now... With the court order, he can appeal, and that appeal can go up to the appellate court mm-hmm. and to the Supreme Court. That is what they want. That is, he has said that that is what he wants. He wants Mueller to take him in front of the Supreme Court, so that so the Supreme so that they can file and say that the Mueller investigation is going well beyond what is initially supposed to have been done, and that have the Supreme Court restrict what the Mueller investigation can do. Hmm. Miller and his lawyer have pretty much come out and said this at this point. So I think Mueller is smarter than to fall into that trap, but... I'm not going to question his intelligence. Um, I certainly am not. But that is the level that we're at in the GOP. Mm. That an associate of Stone who's just some sort of tangential... I don't know know how strongly involved this guy is, right? But they're... The fact that they're trying to make a play to limit the investigation into the elections by throwing it up to the Supreme Court because they've been able to put two more justices on, mm. that's fucking scary. The, the The idea that this actually goes through, you're right, I don't think it's very likely, but you can't. I mean, it just brings up the point you cannot trust the people in the Republican Party to not try to cheat 
every step of the way. And judges mm-hmm. is, man, it is the biggest thing ever. It just, it, I like I, again, I don't want to keep mm-hmm. evoking uh, making a murderer, but it's all about the judges. And if the judges are like, nope, then it's just gone. It's over. You had your one shot, and it's no good. And if they're all hacks, like it's starting to look like in the Supreme Court, we are fucked. Fucked. Don't get arrested. Don't, <laughs> stay in your yeah. house. Don't leave. Because <laughs> there's no amount of fighting. There's no justice in this country right now. I would make the argument that local justices this may not apply to, but when you're looking at federal level or even state, there have been so much cheating by the Republicans as far as gerrymandering and then pushing injustices while the Democrats are, you know, out trying to give votes. I mean, the level of cheating going on on, on at the federal level, it's it's really scary. Well, let me ask you this again, because I don't know a shit ton about law. Say I'm accused of murder, right, in mm-hmm. the state of Pennsylvania, and obviously it would go to my county court and everything like that, and they find me innocent, right? And yep. now can the state appeal that decision and try to no. – no, they can't. No. Okay. Yeah, not if you were found not guilty. Okay. The only possibility would be if they found something else and it could go to federal, which is highly unlikely. Okay. I mean, if you killed somebody and then um, – or killed them, across, killed them across state lines, they found out afterwards you killed them across state lines, then the feds can get involved. Okay, but if I'm found guilty, of- I can appeal that. Correct. Yes. Okay. All right. So I guess it's not so bad, but <laughs> that's the thing. The citizen is supposed to have it, it's the, the pressure is supposed to be on the, the, the government in order to prove the case. It's not supposed right. to be on the person being charged, but it, it's it's it really looks like things are changing, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is part of the reason that we need to stay vocal about this. And for fuck's sake, go out and vote. Yeah, seriously. Uh, another thing I want to mention, McCaskill, she is one of the Democratic senators. She's uh, in Missouri, which Democrat in Missouri. Uh, I mean, we want to try and keep her in office. Mm. Her husband is under attack. So you remember how Mitch McConnell said if uh, if something like this can happen to Kavanaugh, it can happen to anybody. You Democrats better look out. I, I'm not saying that that is necessarily the case. But man, this fits the bill. <laughs> they are attacking her husband by uh, having his ex-wife bring up a whole bunch of accusations against him that I don't want to get into the details of. They're they're weird about her having breast cancer and him like punching her in the breast and because it would be extra pain and I, it's it's a whole weird list of accusations that he completely has denied. But they're using this as a way of attacking her and making sure she doesn't get elected in two weeks or reelected in two weeks. Man, that's. I thought you had something. That, no, that, that's just. This happened in 1993. Yes. And apparently, according to the latest poll, it's having some impact on her polling percentages. So this is something that somebody else was accused of doing before she knew him. Correct. Wow. Now, if he is completely guilty of this. What the fuck does that have to do with her? Not a thing. Arrest and sue him. All right. She can divorce him if it's true. Like, but no, it's affecting her numbers because they have then put out ads in Missouri saying that how how can she be trusted? Because they just they just need anything. Just the smallest thing. 
to cast a little doubt. And be- and because they can't come up with good reasons other than, wow, she seems nice and she wants to help people, but I just can't say that's yeah. not what I don't want. So I'll have to find some other dumbass reason not to like her. Uh, along this, with this, on the, the midterms, there are values buses going on tour with multi-million dollar budgets uh, supported by the Family Research Council. They are trying to get people inspired to go out to vote. Um, these are filled with Christians trying to contact other Christians going from church to church, trying to inspire people to make sure they go out and vote for the Republicans on Election Day. Uh, and I mentioned in the intro about uh, prayer w- warriors. Um, this goes back to Representative Jody Heiss. Um, he is uh, up for election and he is using Intercessors for America, which is a Christian organization, a pro-Trump group, to mobilize their prayer warriors and have more people pray for them. At least this is useless. Um <laughs> They can pray all they want. I'm fine with that. But they are are doing their best to to get the word out for everybody to pray. Now the problem with that is is they're not just going to pray. They're they're trying to get people to go to the to vote as well. They're really trying to mobilize everybody that they can. So that's the key. Put the judges in place. Suppress the the Democratic voters and the minorities as much as you can. And mobilize your your Christian nation, your Christian nationalists, to to get them to the polls. That seems to be the plan for the GOP to stop the uh, the blue wave. And it's the only thing they can do because, unfortunately, most of the country does not agree with them. Right. The, the fear mongering only goes so far. Which is a really fucked up system that we have, if mm-hmm. you think about it. How so? In the I mean, like I mean, listen. I don't know what the best type of governing system there is, but. Generally in this country, because we have such fundamental differences between the parties, it's not like we have varying disagreements on certain things, you know, that you could live with if if your side lost. But it's just – I mean, it's like fucking day and night, the differences. And when when one side wins and the other side loses, that's 50 percent people have to live in a country where they fundamentally disagree with everything. Right. It didn't used to be that way, though. I don't think so either, but – it used to be variations on a theme. It wasn't this fundamental chasm between the parties. You know, and it's just it's just weird that, like, if you get 51% of the vote, that means there's 49% of the population that disagrees with everything you do. Mm. And they just have to shut up and take it. It's just, I'm just, and it's just not a perfect system. No. And they hang their hat on individual, you know, individual things, whether it is, you know, Second Amendment or LGBT rights or the, the, the fact that they want the country to be a, a Christian country, they hang their hats on these things, and it's the only... Th- oh, no, an abortion, of course, is the other big one. It's the only thing that matters. There are a lot of other things that matter. You can't put, you know, all your eggs in one basket like that. It's, it's nonsense. You know, there, there's probably something that's really scaring the shit out of them for the past two years, and it's that three million more people who voted for fucking Hillary Clinton. Mm. Mm. Sure. You know, and I don't even want to get into that whole fucking thing, but... You know, and that's that's with uh, I mean, it was it wasn't like low record, low turnout then. But we're pretty sure that there was a lot of Democratic voters who didn't vote because of Bernie Sanders and all that bullshit. As often as I hear Democratic voters say that they didn't vote. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the percentage is decent. Oh, see, I haven't heard that. But, you know, I've heard it from news sources. But if that's the case, I would imagine at this point, most of those people who didn't vote are regretting that they didn't vote and might be more mobilized now. So they're scared. 
And the only way they can win, because they know everybody mostly disagrees with them, is we have to fucking cheat. Yep. Under the guise of wearing the fucking flag as a blanket. Go fuck yourselves. You vote Republican. <laughs> you are a fucking dipshit. Sorry. <laughs> or an asshole. Yeah, or an <laughs> asshole. Or you're rich. Now, that doesn't mean you can't vote for some local Republican politician who might be okay. But if you vote you know, at, at a federal level, for a Republican, you're out of your freaking mind. Yes. And uh, just because Jeff chimed in, uh, he said, and until that mm. cheating is punished, they will keep doing it. And that is absolutely yep. correct. And how do we punish they, them? They have all the levers of power. Right now, yeah. Yeah. They stole two presidential elections, too. And four oh, yeah. judicial seats because of it. Yeah. Four judicial seats because of well, those two presidential elections. three because of thefts. the... Because of the elections and one because they could just get away with it. Merrick right. Garland, it, they just they just did. Because they weren't punished for doing <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. How, however, I'm going to pull it to a a, a good article because of all the negativity Yay. from the midterms. <laughs> First, I just want to say the midterms, there is a really good chance that if people do go out and vote, that the House can be swayed and by a decent margin. So get out there and vote. The Senate, I'm not even going to go over that because the numbers are fucking depressing. But the House, the Democrats can take over if we actually support them a bit. But more importantly, this is an article that was on Newsday, which I'm actually going to link through the Richard Dawkins Foundation because Newsday wants me to turn off my ad blocker and I don't want to do that right now. Fuck you, Newsday. (laughs) Richard Dawkins Foundation has it on there, and they have a link to the Newsday article if you want to read the full thing. But the article is that secular voters could be the ones who determine the outcome of the upcoming midterm elections. Because the secular voters, there are a lot of organizations that are get, getting people riled up. The Everyone who qualifies as a nun is being mm-hmm. being engaged and, and getting people out there. More nuns have been voting in the last two elections than ever before. And those numbers have been growing and growing. So if you're listening to this podcast, it's more than likely that you fall into this category. You need to go out and vote. You need to make a difference. But according to this, the nuns are growing and they're growing significantly and they could make a big difference in the upcoming election, not just this one, but in the ones to come. So just got to keep that, that momentum going. And I, I, while I don't hold out much hope that um, we will get the Senate back in, in Democratic hands, if everybody that was eligible to vote went and voted, we could. That is true. That is so absolutely true. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is within the realm of possibility. They're still saying that there is going to be low young people voter turnout this midterms. I don't know if they're gonna, that's going to happen. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not holding out a lot of hope that we're going to actually do it because people are fucking lazy. But it is possible. Well, to do. there's. I mean, listen. They're saying there's. This is probably going to be a record turnout for any midterm ever. Uh, for very long, yes. But they're still saying that the young people who could sway this whole fucking thing are mm-hmm. still not en- engaged to vote. And listen, I didn't start paying attention to politics till Al Gore lost. Really, sure. You know, and I was 25. So, but listen, man, if you live in my area, if you need a ride, I will drive you to your polling pace. If you don't want to stand in line, I will stand next to you and fucking talk your ear off so you have something to do till you get up there. Till I have to come back and do this show because they're making me rip my <laughs> duties as a good Samaritan driving people around. I have to come back and do this show. <laughs> 
Um, the only thing, I do have a couple things about the next show, but the only other thing I wanted to mention, I don't know if you've heard, there is now a dating app for Trump supporters. It's this is called, not the first one, by the way. Is it not? It's the first one no, I've heard No, I was signed up for one about a year ago. <laughs> Uh, wasn't what is this one called? Uh, Donald Daters. Yeah, the what the hell was the one I was on? It was like Trump dating or something like that. <laughs> it was a phone one. How could you put a? How can you get a dating app with Trump's name in it? That's just a turn off right there. <laughs> it, it well, really they're is. both bullshit. Neither one of them is real. Oh, are they fake? Oh, they're absolutely fake. I mean, like okay. they're real dating sites. You can go on there, but there's nobody real on it. They just want to get your money and ads and shit like that. Sure. The Donald well, Dater always... site is ridiculous. <laughs> They've they're stock. It's all stock photos and shit like that. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Well, what, like FarmersOnly.com. I always thought that had to be pretty right wing. That might be real. I don't know. <laughs> I once used to go to a geek dating site that turned out to be fucking fake. No. <laughs> oh man, what a, what a disappointment that was. I thought I was going to be dating a girl wearing Spock ears and. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much. Nope. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you. You thought if the dating app was labeled geek, that geeks would suddenly have the confidence to put themselves out there for dating? <laughs> yes. Brave. <laughs> Internet anonymity? Meh. It was a possibility. It's the one. So the article does also mention some sort of liberal dating app as well, an anti-Trump dating site. I don't have the name of it, but uh, I imagine that it's very much the... Uh, very similar. Never Trump dot dating, apparently. <laughs> As a person who's done a lot of internet dating already on these sites, those regular sites like Plenty of Fish or OkCupid, they're already Trump dating sites. Those people mm. are fucking crazy. <laughs> and if you want to hear any stories, go back to some old episodes of The Prodigal Sons. You can hear about the, <laughs> the girl I took out who was totally against interracial dating and, <laughs> oh. and uh, all kinds of craziness. <laughs> Well, Jeff agrees with you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, I think, uh, is there anything else that anybody wants to discuss? Not I. All right. Then I want to wrap it up. Uh, Some news for next time next week. We will not be recording. There will not be an episode next week. However, we will be back the following week on Tuesday on Election Day. Um, It may be a short show. I don't know. We'll see how it goes kind of leaning that way but we will be talking about the elections and doing some live looking at how the elections are going on election day so if you want to join us you know how listen to the beginning of the podcast i told you how will we all have cyanide pills at the ready but next to our mics by the end of the night i understand the despair but uh you know my my I, we been, we did ancestry on my family and my family has been here for the revolutionary war I consider myself a true patriot. I'm not giving it up because of that orange-haired fucking freak. <laughs> well, well said. I was born. I was born in another country, and I feel as strongly as you do. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I I actually moved here on purpose. <laughs> you just accidentally were born here. <laughs> My well, relatives are from My another planet in a different galaxy, <laughs> and I'm still gonna fight for this country. You're disowning yourself from all this shit. I have Rh negative <laughs> blood. Look it up. I'm an alien. <laughs> All right, that is all we've got for this week. Uh, If you enjoy this podcast, you can support it by uh, going to Patreon and directly supporting us. Or you can, if if you don't have the money to do that, share the podcast on social media or go and leave a review on iTunes. Uh, Again, if you want to contact us, you can do so on facebook.com slash profanearg or tweet us at profanearg. 
Also, check out uh, other shows that are on the soon-to-be-named network, soon-to-be-named-network.com. Also on Tumblr, soon-to-be-named-network.tumblr.com for any of the other podcasts that are on there for your listening needs. I want to uh, thank everyone for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. And speaking for Jeff, who's still here. (laughs) (laughs) This is Ian. Thank you. Good night. And may your God go with you. (laughs) 